What's good? My name is Chris Styles. It's Trapping Anonymous. Welcome back. Welcome back. Shout out to everybody that's keeping this movement moving. You already know how it is. You know how it goes. Uh, please follow that Trapping Anonymous on that Instagram. Follow Chris Styles on that Instagram. Um, please, on that Apple Podcast, give us a good rating. Make sure you comment. Make sure you share. Make sure you tell a friend that tells a friend. Um, please do remember that the stories that you hear do not necessarily reflect real life. They're here to entertain, educate, or just, you know, keep your little homie off the streets. You know, as always... It's only entertainment. Please don't get me indicted. This is Trapping Anonymous. My name is Chris Styles. Let's get it. What's up? How you feeling today? I feel good. All right. Um, we don't typically take the scenic route here. We jump right into the interviews. So, um, you know, today will be no different. Uh, this topic I haven't ever touched on. I, I don't even think I've met anyone that this is, you know, directly happened to, but um, talk to me about the day you were kidnapped. Um, okay, well, what I remember is I was leaving school and I like candy, I love candy. Anyone who knew me knew that I love to bring candy to school, I love candy. So I wanted to stop at the store. I decided to walk a little bit before getting on the bus and just stop at the store close to where my school was at, which to this day I feel like was stupid. Mm -hmm. So I went into the store, I got my candy. It was not latest. And at that time, I believe mouthwash, probably don't know about that, but you gotta look it up. But those was the candies I got. And I came out the store and this guy just snatched me up. I was screaming, I was kicking, I didn't know what was going on, but I knew that he threw me into the car and I just remembered like not knowing what was going on. Now like, was he like, if you could remember, was he like saying things to you or was this just like some... It was just more like saying shut up, mm -hmm. like, and just shut up. That's all I remember him saying really is shut up. How old were you at the time? 12. 12 years old? Yes. Where did he take you? Uh, I remember it was like this, I believe it was a house because of how it was, but it was dark and it had like plastic over the windows and it had like a mattress on the floor and it was really, really cold. Like, mm. like the room didn't look like it was like finished, like it was... Like a trap house. Yeah, something like that. Mm -hmm. That's what it looked like. But I know it was a house. Did he, did he like feed you? Did he say, okay, well, this is the arrangement? Was there like any conversation or just? It was just more like, if you try to run, I will kill you. Like uh, more or less just threatening me and just keeping me in that room. Like he had like locks and stuff like that. But like, again, I, it was just really, really cold. And I kept telling him it's cold, it's cold, it's cold. And like, he didn't care. Um, what happens next? He was very aggressive. He, he just raped me over and over and over again. It was just horrible. I just remember just screaming in pain at the time because I was a virgin.
It was, it was horrible. I just remember just him just forcing himself on me over and over again and me telling him, stop, get off me. It was times that I even fought him and held me, choke me, throw me back onto the floor. And like he did it repeatedly for, like it felt like almost every day. And you're 12 years old at the time, I, I could imagine there's blood everywhere, I could imagine. It was crazy, yes. It was bleeding. And he leaves? Does he stay there with you? If he did leave, I wouldn't know because he had me in the room. And like I said, it was the locks on the outside, something like out of a movie, something you wouldn't believe. It was locks on the outside. And even with the windows, the windows had bars on it, even though it had plastic on it. So I looked at all possible ways to get away. It feels like he's done this before. It's almost like this is sort of his thing, that he has these contraptions, he has these bars, he has these locks. It's, it's like, do you, it, 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 just, it doesn't feel like you were just one person that he's done this to. It might have been other people, who knows? I mean, I I don't know at that time. I was just scared. Mm -hmm. I was just scared. At what point does he let you go? Or do you escape? Um, The good thing about it is he, he actually let me go because I pleaded with him over and over and over again, but he made me take a shower. He made me take a shower. Even though I was still bleeding, he made me take a shower before he let me go. I remember him telling me, just go, just go. And I walked all the way back home, and it was a far walk. In my mind, if I go missing for how long is this? A week. For a week. My mother would be like, searching for me she would want to know like where, where where was i they would be like i don't know in my mind it'd be wanted posters on every block you know um was this something that was going on or when i finally got home um my mom instead of her like you said like oh where were you at she was more so yelling at me as if i did something it wasn't until my grandma and my family seen that there was something wrong and I was bleeding. And then that's when my mother said, I'm calling the cops. And, you know, I ended up going to the hospital and doing a rape kit test. But police came and I ended up remembering everything. I remember where I walked from, what, like, the block, everything. And so he was found and arrested. Oh, he was? Yes. Um, how much time did he get? I wouldn't know, but I remember seeing on the police report of the kidnapping, endangering of a minor, um, probably something with rape. It was a lot. I just only remember seeing his name. Do you feel like that incident sort of changed your life? Did you feel like it sort of pivoted you into a certain direction? Yes, I do. I feel like 
ever since that time, I was never the same. Like, no matter if you was to take me to therapy, if you if I was to talk to a thousand people, um, you could sit here and tell me that it wasn't my fault. I always just kept that with me. Right. Yes. What was the next sort of turning point in your life? You're 12 years old. Um, this terrible thing happens to you. What was the next turning point in your life? I started to hang out with the wrong crowd. Um, I felt more disconnected with my family. I felt like they didn't understand me. I felt like I was almost just like everyone shunned me because of what happened. So I started making new friends and I met someone and she was like a really good friend of mine, but she was in the streets. So, I mean, that's when I just didn't want to be home anymore. What did she open you up to? Being able to leave Queens and not having to rely on my mom or someone, just I can get on a train, I can get on a bus, and I can do it. I felt the I felt better outside of my house than inside. Right. So, I took every opportunity to hang out with her after school or hang out with her if, if, even if I wasn't in school. Do you, okay, so you still going to school at this time or are yes. you? Yes, I'm still going to school. Okay, so does that go on for you or do things change for you? What, what happens? One night, um, I decided to spend a night out with my friend at that time, but she had a boyfriend. Um, at this time, of course, I was in junior high school. Her boyfriend was in high school. So she wanted to go to our boyfriend's house and we went to hang out over there, but then she ended up having to leave and she left me there with her boyfriend and he tried to make a pass on me, but I wasn't going for it, but I ended up leaving, which I felt was stupid mm. because it was the middle of the night, place where I've never been at, especially mm. at nighttime. Um, that's when I was trying to get home. This is the times where there were pay phones. I didn't have a cell phone. Mm. I don't even see there was a working pay phone. Like I felt stranded. Mm. So, I come across this guy and he's looked, he's like, do you know where you're going? And I was just like, no. And he's like, oh, I can give you a ride. And I was just like, no, like I'm already aware of people. So I wasn't trying, but he seems like super inviting. I don't know why, but. You're 13, is this one? I am. Okay. And he seems really nice so he said i'll take you home i said look no he's he's like i'll take you home and i was just like no but he he ended up taking me home we ended up actually um talking for a few weeks on the phone and he seems he seemed cool he seemed like he understood me like he wanted to maybe my friend, a boyfriend, something. Like, I don't know, there's something about him that made me feel good mm -hmm. at that time. Mm -hmm. um, is your father around? 
No. We didn't have a good relationship. So it would probably be like he was sort of like this father figure or this older man in your life, sort of this boy that was missing that, you know, you didn't get with your father around. Did he sort of like fill that kind of a role, like a guider, protector, you know, trying to make it seem like he was, you know. He, he was nice. I guess you could say it was something like that. That's why I kept saying it felt like comfortable, like right. almost home. And he ended up having me leave one day. And leave where? My house. Okay. And when I left my house, I didn't come back. He's like, I can take care of you. I can make sure you're good. But I was like, but what about school? He's like, no. He's just like, no. This man, he convinced you. And obviously, look, you're 13 years old. I can imagine how old is he? He's probably like 30, 40. You know, this older man, you know, convincing him. He was like in his 20s, maybe something like that. Convincing a 13-year-old, you know, you don't have to worry, and you already have a tumultuous relationship with your mother, so it probably was a no-brainer at the time. Yeah, it wasn't. I didn't want to be home anyway. So what did he have you do? Like, Well, he definitely had me live with him, which was cool. He did buy me clothes. He bought me shoes. He did all of that. Um, it was just one day that he told me that I had to go on a track. I was super weird about it because I did run track in school. So I was like track, like running and he didn't, it wasn't that. It was something totally different, a different world. And. The strip track. Yes. Or it's where prostitutes go. Yes. At 13 years old. At 13. Do you remember that first day, that first time? Yes. Um, I do remember. Um, he had me go out there with no guidance at all. I, I used to have jewelry. I used to have, my name is pretty long. So I had a nameplate. I had bracelets. I had a lot of gold jewelry. I went out there. He put me in this shiny dress and these shoes, which was very hard to walk in, but he said, you could just stand there and just, you know, look cute. So I did, and he's like, just go up to the cars, go up to the cars and ask if they are a pimp or if they are a cop. If they answer either of those questions, just walk away or run away. And I was doing that for a few days until I came across, I guess you could say, a bad pimp or a gorilla pimp because I got in the car. He lied. He did, he said that he wasn't a pimp and that he wasn't a police. And this was the first day? This was like a couple of days after. Okay. But the first day that you, you went out there? It was fine. Everything went smooth, like how he said it. You got money. Did you had sex with? Yeah. Um, these these guys in the car. I mean, you probably are noticeably thirteen years old. You no. Know? I don't think they cared. Okay. 
didn't ask no questions as if like how old are you or anything it was just more of a sexual exchange if anything your only other sexual experience was with the guy and the other guy that oh, I... oh so you you had sex with yes okay so you had those were your two sexual experiences and now you're out with these other these other guys sort of that did you feel sort of like lost or did you feel like okay i'm just making my money or this is what this guy is forcing me to do or he's convinced me to do like what sort of if you could remember your mentality you know the mentality that i had was I feel like he groomed me. He made me seem like if you do this for us, that we're going to be good and I'm going to love you and I'm going to love you more. And I be believe that I did love him and it was a love thing. It was something to do with love. It had nothing to do with anything else. And when I was in the streets and that type of mentality, I didn't care. I was the person I am now. I did not care. I didn't have a conscience. Hmm. What does that look like on a 13-year-old? Just like give me my money and do what you want, you know, as long as we use protection and follow the rules and I'll give you whatever and just, that's it, give me money. That's it, give me money. And as you described it to be pretty smooth, these encounters wasn't really that difficult until you met with this gorilla pimp, as you said. Yes, everybody else was very smooth right. until I met this guy. And then? He got me into his car, and I remember, like, it had, like, he took the locks off or something, so I couldn't get out. So even if I wanted to try to get out the car, I couldn't. Mm. And he was just like, you can't go anywhere. And I was like, you know, screaming, crying, just trying to get out. And he's like, whatever you do, you still can't get out. So, you know, he didn't hit me. He didn't try to like do anything like that. He was just more like, like sit the fuck down. Like you're not gonna be able to get out. So you just might as well just listen to what the hell I gotta say. Right. And I just eventually calmed down. And he was just like, give me your jewelry. And I was just like, no. And that's when he just snatched it off. Mm. And he's just like, take it off. Just take all of it off. He ended up driving me from Queens to Brooklyn. And he told me, like, after he robbed me, and he took the money that I had, he took my jewelry, he told me to get out the car. I had no money to get back to where I was at or anything. I didn't. This is like, again, I'm still new to taking trains and being out of Queens. And you're 13 years old. That too. 13. Yeah, so he kicks you out. So what, what, what do you do? I don't know what to do. I was just standing there and then, you know, it was the middle of the night. Once again, just, I don't know what to do. What I should have done was try to find a train station and go and get on a train at that time, but I didn't. I ended up running into someone that said they can help me. Jesus Christ. And 
Once again, I put myself in this weird predicament with a man and he's like, I'll help you. I'll give you a Metro car. And I was like, okay. And he's like, would you have had sex with me? And it was just weird. So I did it. And he ended up giving me a Metro car and I ended up being able to get back on the train. And I went right back to the guy. I told him everything that happened. He seemed like he cared and he let me stay in for like a few days until I got my, I guess you could say mine right. But I was just still like, I want to go home. These guys always seems seemingly come into your life in the form of help, right? And obviously when you see a kid, you know, you know that that could be your angle. And he has you have sex in exchange for a metro card yes. so that you can get home. You tell your pimp at the time, but I, I guess there was some sort of relationship with this guy as well. It um, was. It felt like it. Right. And why'd you, why'd you smile? Because it, I thought it was a relationship. I didn't know about the pimping and hoeing until like a year later into it. Yeah, like that's that's the thing with me. It's like most people will hear these stories and they'll be like, well, what the hell was you thinking? And this kind of thing is like, you don't really have a, a large framework to go with at 13 years old. You don't have much knowledge of anything. So your introduction to everything is literally an introduction. This is your first time hearing about this stuff, seeing this stuff. And at what point did you realize sex was something that you could use to leverage and get things that you wanted or things that you needed? I guess you could say when I was like 14. So now I'm a little bit more, I guess you could say experienced. So I used to just, when I finally got away from my first pimp, because I realized that he didn't care what happened to me, when I- After you had came back? Yeah, like I realized that he just cares about money and he cares about what I can do for him. When I realized that, I was, I ended up being able to meet other people and I ended up meeting someone who was around the same age as me, but she was just more experienced. Right. And once I met with her, she taught me everything. So now I was able to use what I had to get what I want. So at 14, you're sort of pimping, but on your own, or are you finding new pimps to work with? I'm finding new pimps, but I'm just basically using them to get nice, get clothes, get shoes, and then I'll just leave. I wouldn't even pay them. I would just let them dress me up and leave. What was the best part of prostitution for you back then, if there was the best part? Oh. The people I got to meet, I got to meet a lot of different people and some people were nice and some people weren't. I think just more the people and the girls because right. around the time that I was out, there was a lot of girls, right. a lot of them and they were beautiful. Everyone was beautiful. So I was just in an element of like maybe this is something that everyone does. 
Like, and what was sort of the worst part? I guess the worst part is when they're trying to hurt me and, you know, kill me or something. I think those are the worst parts. Like when you meet the people that are not so good, I feel like the worst situation that I had was one night I was out. It was, I was about to go in. I probably had like a little lingerie outfit or something. And it was a guy in a van and I don't usually get in vans, any type of big trucks or anything. So when I seen him the first time, I was like, no, no. And then I, I don't know, I should have listened to my intuition, but I didn't. So when he came around about 15 minutes later, I ended up saying, okay, well, it's not gonna hurt me to just, this is the last person I'm gonna be with tonight. So I end up getting in the van and um, he seemed cool. He seemed all right. He said, okay, I'm gonna find somewhere to park. I was like, all right, cool. So he's like, I just want head. I was like, okay. So I figured that was gonna be something super quick. So I was like, okay. So I went to get the condom. I went to, you know, prep him up and get him together. And he hit me with mm. something. And I, I believe it was a pipe or something metal. Like he hit me and he, I went unconscious. I remember coming back too, and he was like kind of over me. And I, he was just saying stuff. But the one thing I really remember him saying is, you're lucky you're pretty because I was going to kill you. Mm. And that's what he said to me. And i never forget it because first things first, I was in pain. I didn't know what happened. I've never been unconscious before. I've never been knocked out before. He ended up letting me out the van and when I got out the van, the van was so dark inside that when I got out the van, when he opened the door, it was light outside and I wouldn't have known. Wow. These assaults, was this a common thing that happened? Were guys typically hitting you a lot or forcing you to have sex or was this something that happened more so like once in a blue moon? I'm not gonna say these were stuff that happened all the time. There's good days and there were bad days. It's more so of the person. I feel like when they see prostitutes, girls that's working like that, that they have no respect. So why should I have respect for them? if they don't have respect for themselves. Mm -hmm. So they'll just, like, if we're not even human, so they'll try to do whatever. I've had guys say that they were police just to get some mm -hmm. and say, I'm going to lock you up if you don't do this. Mm -hmm. And then you have some police that would actually do that too. And I mm -hmm. knew there were police because I knew some of them. So, and they would just get freebies. Oh, I'm going to lock you up. And you don't want to get locked up, especially being young because I'm gonna go to juvie. Mm. 
Christ. Um, what do you have to say about sort of the culture where it is right now and how trendy sort of sex work has become with maybe like OnlyFans and, you know, uh, posting videos and content and getting money and doing video calls and meetups. But what, how do you view sort of that life, especially from you actually being on a track and being outside and really seeing another side of sex work, you know? I don't like it. I'm gonna be honest, I don't like it. But I also don't want to sit here and be like, oh, I can't judge because I've been through it. But I also know that that type of work is serious because like I told you before, I wasn't in the right mind frame that I'm in now. Like I was really someone different. So that type of lifestyle will put you in a different mind frame. So I can't even blame people who have only fans or glamorizing prostitution and being up in the hotels because they're not their selves. First things first, they're having sex with different people. That's different attachments. There is something called soul ties. Even if it is with a condom, you're still like energy exchanging with someone. So I don't like it. Say, oh, well, you know, I'm not having sex. I'm just posting pictures. It's just videos. It's just content. Some people who do that, okay, if that's what you feel. But I just personally feel like, okay, you can be sexy, you can do all of those things, but when it involves just the sexual part of it, I can't, I can't get down with it. I can't understand it. Why? Because I've been through so much when it comes down to sex. So it's like when people glamorize like having sex or using sex to get money, I just feel like, you know what? That's what you want to do. I don't agree with it, but. Was there another instance where you were assaulted um, working? Or maybe not working? Maybe you met some people within the life and, you know, things of that nature? When I was 15, I was dating, I guess you could say dating or living with this guy. And I was pregnant at this time. And um, he, he was okay. You know, he wasn't the best person. Like I thought he was a little off sometimes, but for the most part, he was all right. And um, one day he came back to the house and um, he seemed like almost if someone was chasing him or he maybe he even had a bad day, he was locking the, the door and I was just sitting on the couch and I was just like, um, are you good? Are you all right? Like I cooked something and he just ignored me. Mm. I didn't understand what was going on, but he went to the bathroom, he came back out. He was just sweating and just going through something. He ripped mm -hmm. the cords like the cord out the wall for the phone. I didn't understand why he did that. I'm like, yo, what's going on? So now I'm a little scared because he's acting like how he doesn't act. So he just grabs me and he's like, you know, really forceful. And he starts like 
tying me up with the the phone cord and then he's like I didn't know what he was trying to do but I was just like you know I couldn't really fight him because I was pregnant I was tired mm -hmm. it was just I was tired I'm not gonna lie I was tired at that point and I just I couldn't fight him I couldn't fight him at all so he takes me to the bathroom and he he does something that I just didn't understand. I still don't understand to this day. He what rapes me oh. anally. It was so painful. I didn't understand why he did it repeatedly, why I was tied up. And was I scared at that moment? I was scared, but again, there was a, a part of me that was just tired of just going through just terrible things like I was just tired yeah it's like instance after instance after instance of the instance do you feel like these were things you put yourself into or that life handed you a bad hand I feel like I put myself in it when I left home wow wow so the home, because I say wow, because home represents protection. Home represents, you know, a, a, a sanctum, like a, like a place where you can just go and be all right. Yeah. You know, and so many young people feel like, I can't wait to get the fuck out of this house. Oh my God, mom, I hate you. Okay. Oh, dad, I can't wait. You know, you, you just, we all been there. We were just like, you know, I can't wait to be on my own. And it's like the world is unforgiving. The streets don't love nobody. No. The streets don't love nobody. So I I don't understand anybody who would want to be in the streets. I remember times where I don't even know because I don't take the train anymore. But I remember getting on the train just to know if I can get a sandwich or some juice because those people, they would come in and out the train with the sandwiches and juices in the morning. So I would just get there just to get some food. Yeah, where are you living at this time? I don't live anywhere. I go from house to house. I, right. The people that I've met, the guys that I dealt with, it depends. It's just like I was house to house. I don't know where to go. How did you get pregnant? Did you get pregnant working or did? No, I got pregnant by a guy that was trying to talk to me and he seems cool. He said he wanted to be my boyfriend at the time, but we had sex and he took the condom off. But at that time I was mad, but I wasn't because I ended up becoming someone of his girlfriend. How? long did you know this guy was How it a long? relationship there or was this sort of something that i probably know him for like just a few weeks mm -hmm. or so probably a few weeks and then y'all have sex yeah and then you get pregnant i got pregnant and you you 15 years old. I'm 15 at the time. Is he like a good father? Is he like supportive? Are you going to doctor's visits together? No, none of those. He wasn't, he, 
actually tried to say that the baby wasn't his, which made absolutely no sense, especially when the fact that he did take the condom off and he did acknowledge that he did. But I didn't understand that part. I thought we were going to be together, to be honest, but that wasn't the case. Are you still working while pregnant? Here and there. So men would arrange to have sex with a pregnant woman? As sick as it sounds, yes. They didn't care. And how did you feel about that? Well, first things first, I did not want to be pregnant. I did not want to be pregnant at all. I tried to give myself home abortions, but it was not working at home all. Home abortions how? There were this, people would say to drink the Guinness, or the eggs, or castor oil warm, or, you know, different things, but none of it worked. If anything, it just made me nauseous, throw up, or use the bathroom. Wow. And we're only talking about from 12 to 15. Yes. When does life start turning around? I feel like everything starts turning around when I turn 16. Because that's when I become a mom. Everything changed then. And how did you get to that point? You're pregnant. You know, you, 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 I'm, I'm assuming you're running away from this one guy that's tying you up with a phone cord. Where are you going now? How do you have this child? Where's your guardian angel? Do you go back home to mom? Like, where do you end up? So the, the last time that I did... Like, I guess you could say I was with someone and there were under, there were undercover police. And the, I guess she was trying to talk to the, the police officer and he was talking to us. And I guess that's when it was like almost like a, I guess a sting or something. Okay. Um, I got arrested. And usually I say a fake name or a fake age. I was tired. I was mm. super pregnant. I mm. was showing. I was tired. So I told them my real name. I told them my real age. I told them my real phone number. And that's when my mom saw me for the first time and I was pregnant. It's crazy. I've spoken to a lot of people and more often times than not, a pivotal point in their life where things start to go well is when they're arrested. And it's like, we look at jail as like, jail is supposed to be reformed. Yeah. That is the idea of it. I learned my lesson, I sat down, I paid my debt to society, I'm a, I'm a better person now, you know, but more often than not, I hear people come out of jail and say, yo, that was the best thing that could have happened to me. Yeah, I feel like the 
last time I got arrested was like you said the guardian angel that was the guardian angel because even being arrested and being pregnant they ask you do you want to have an abortion like mm. they ask you that mm. I told them no Oh. That's when I, I don't know, for some reason, I said, you know what, I'm going to keep my baby. And I was in that, I guess you say, county jail for 10 days. And I was still young and I did have a pins warrant against me. So they t transferred me into a juvenile facility in Brooklyn. And even there, they would ask me if I want an abortion. But I told them no, so they continued my prenatal. I even went to a hospital in Brooklyn and was shackled and handcuffed to the bed going through a prenatal visit. And I thought I was going to have my baby locked up, but I didn't. What happened? I ended up going to this... I guess you could say program. They have a program where it's called GEMS. And one of the workers came and she was, I guess, interested in my case and my age and what I was arrested for and who I was, that she helped me be able to get probation and to be let out. So I went, was able to go into a maternity shelter in Manhattan and um, able to give birth in a beautiful hospital. Wow. And I was able to go to a place called Mother and Child Program after. Have you ever assaulted anyone else? Assaulted? Yeah, have you ever? No beat somebody up or sort of take out this pain that you were going through out uh, on other people? I've tried. When I was um, in the juvie, I was so angry for yeah. some reason. I always used to try to just fight all the girls, but the staff would just be like, you're pregnant. What's wrong with you? And they'll just lock me in the room because I was just so angry. I, I don't know what I was angry for. I was just angry. You had a lot to be angry for. Yeah, I was really angry. No one could talk to me at all. Do you regret anything in your life? Do you have any regrets? I used to. I used to. I used to regret why did I stop to get the candy? Mm. Why did I hang out with the girl I was hanging out with. I used to, until I got older, and I realized that all the things that I went through was for a reason. There was no coincidences. It made me who I am today. I feel like I've had situations that came about where my past actually helped. So no, I have no regrets for it. What's something that you tell the younger version of yourself?
don't be so nice. You know, just because someone's being nice to you, don't be so nice. What about the girl that wants to give up, that sees your story and it's similar to hers? If she, she may want to take her own life, she just may want to say, you know what, forget this. Like, what, what, do, you, what do you tell her? Is there, is there light at the end of that tunnel? Because I'm sure there's been many a nights where you saw no light. So, you know, you seem to be in a good space. You're a business owner now. You have, you know, a lot of things that are going well for you. Yes. What I would say is don't let your past define you because that's not who you are. You can overcome it. I know it seems like it's dark and that is not going to get better. No matter how many times you pray, how many times you cry, just know that if you keep going and you have the opportunity to keep going, that everything is going to be okay. And there is a light at the end of the tunnel. This is Traveling Anonymous. My name is Chris Evans. Let's get it.